3: I know I'd go from rags to riches
2: if you would only say... Hello care. and welcome to Goodfellows Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellow one steamy, attractive minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Ron Richards and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Bing pow bing. And joining us, we couldn't be more excited to have the esteemed podcaster Jeff Canada here of Slash Film, We Have Concerns, DLC, and uh, a wonderful Italian background. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Happy to be back, guys. Excellent. So uh, this minute picks up where we left off yesterday, where Henry turns on the charm and Karen switches to being a little coy. And uh, the minute ends with a hidden bouncer. So uh, (laughs) there you go. Uh so this starts off by uh, Henry has turned on the charm and now Karen is uh she's quickly moved into flirt mode. Right here, this is one of
1: one of my favorite parts of Leota's voiceover. The yeah. when he the way that he reads, she looked good. Like yeah. it's one of the best line readings on the whole thing. Like and I, I hear it in my head. It's it's one of those things that it's kinda like music. Like it gets stuck in my head like a lyric. Which will happen with like there's certain lines in this movie like that. Tarantino movies do that to me too. But it's one of those like he just he just did it really well. And I always I always like that.
3: Yeah, I would love to know the story of just the the VO recording of this mm-hmm. film because I bet the directing of that is is just as interesting as any of the visual stuff that you see in the movie.
2: Yeah, and we, we touched on that a little in the beginning of the movie when we first started with the VO where we're like wondering is it just Liotta and Scorsese in a yeah. audio studio like how, you know, cuz it's great. I mean, it's it's some of the best VO ever. It know? really
3: is. Yeah, it yeah. does it feels like a guy just having a conversation. It does there's some movies that use VO where it really do, it really feels staccato and kind of forced, mm-hmm. and this movie never never is in that place and that's yeah. It's really it's not a, easy to pull off.
1: It's a ton of exposition that doesn't feel like it. Right. I mean, it's, it's yeah. really it's him explaining everything to you, sometimes incredibly matter of fact. If I saw a movie now that was doing it this much, I would I would be like, oh, they're, just, they're not even trying. They're just telling you. But, you know, he acts it so well and with just his voice that you, you let it yeah. go. You, you're fine with it.
2: I, it was funny because I was I was having a conversation actually earlier today about Ray Liotta in this movie and Ray Liotta in general and and. I think it just goes back to this. This is Ray Liotta's. This is the apex of his career. This is the best role he got. This is the best performance he's ever done. You know, I haven't seen everything he's done, but you know, yeah. you know, you know. But, <laughs> but but I feel like if something beat Goodfellas, we would have heard about it. You know, and like, and you know, whether it's ranging from the work on doing the VO or even in this, in the first couple seconds of the scene, it cuts back to after she got all flirty and says, "You're gonna pay for. You're gonna pay, Hill. I'm gonna make. You know, I'm gonna make you earn it." He does this thing where he leans back. And he kind of like, and his eyes go from head to toe. Like he kind of, you know, mentally takes a picture of her, and it just continues yeah. the steamy. I mean, like I'm getting, well, like I'm getting, like, okay. ooh, okay. I need to cool down.
1: <laughs> well, I, I I noted that is that he looks at his eyes, he looks at her, and then his eyes dart down, and they just stick on her body. And again, we were we were talking, and I wrote like an animal before I knew we were going to talk about, but it's extremely just primal. Oh, yeah. You well, know? anytime a woman backs away
3: from you. And maintains eye contact as she leaves. Yes, it's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's it's a, a good, good sign. sign.
2: Yep. So, uh so yeah. So they, uh, she tells him he's going to earn it, and uh, then we immediately cut to a tight shot of the, the cross on his chest as he is <laughs> waiting for her at the door. And uh my first thought in this is, is I know '60s hairdos with women were kind of odd, but she's got a weird flip to one side going on <laughs> that just lost side it. Was, yeah. <laughs> it looks it. Yeah,
1: it looks like wait, she just Karen woke up. Or Karen's mother. No, Karen, Karen. because okay, Karen's mother has an exaggerated
2: version of that. Yes, exactly. But Karen looks like she just, she took a nap and just woke up and I one side is the, the way thing. she, w- yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> what do you guys think about the way this is shot? Because it's it's very specifically sort of POV, yep. you know, where we're in a, a tight single on on Leota's chest and then up to him and then a back to a tight single on, on her. And, you know, it could have very well been shot, you know, like a conventional scene and it isn't. And I wonder what you think the, uh, the meaning behind sort of being in that, like staring at us in the camera is,
2: I I think it gets across the, um, whether it's the nervousness or the like, cause now they're really on a date. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like him standing at the door and he, you know, like we get the shot of the cross and then it pulls back and he's got a big shit eating grin on his face and you can see him kind of bouncing. He's kind of moving from side to side and yeah. then she, then it opens to her and it's just as close on her because she's just as anxious. I guess it's anxiousness that I pick up from it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it, it humanize. it brings you right in there because like the thing is there are these gangsters living this life yeah. and this is, but then this is one of those things that even they don't like, even they're weird. On yeah, dates, you know, and in, in, I guess in a way, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, it's an there's an intimacy to that, right? Because you're sort of in that experience with them. You're like staring right at him and staring right at her. You're you're sort of standing in for their experience, and I I think there's a there's a taking of the other person in that happens. Like mm-hmm. it's not a, there's no two shot. There's no establishing shot. We're just right there, like staring. Ooh, there he is at the door. Oh, there she is at the door. It's it's them both fully taking the other one in for the first time. And I think that that's, it's pretty cool.
2: And it's, and it's also funny because, because then the next shot. So what happens is that Karen opens the door and she immediately sees the cross and then immediately goes to button it up and cover it because her mother can't see that he's not Jewish. And the next shot is the same POV shot from where Karen was standing, but now from her mother's standpoint. And it's a shot of both Karen and Henry. And it looks like they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Right. Like yeah. they're, imme- they're immediately on edge because he needs to impress her mother and he can't do it with a big gold cross sticking out. Yeah. You know, and that, that's an interesting, um, it's, it's an interesting build on that POV and that kind of, okay, like we're taking each other in and now we're both standing on the same plane and now we're in this together.
1: Well, I, c- totally. I can also think of yeah. one very significant moment later in the movie where it's between them and we go right back to a very close POV shot, right. but it's a whole other thing. So it's interesting yeah. that they're going to use that between them.
2: It's the gun we're going to get <laughs> yeah, well yeah no, don't, no. so so now what what I find interesting is, uh, so Josh, you were married to a Jewish woman, what yes, uh, I am and, <laughs>
1: and I, obviously the line just the good half, uh, I apply to my children quite often <laughs> my, my so that was so so, so you
2: disarm them with humor,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I do have to admit that uh, the, the woman playing Karen's mother, who I don't have her name handy, I'm going to look it up, is really, like, costuming everything down to a T, is a Long
1: Island Jewish mother. She's the most unsettling woman in the history of media. She makes me feel so and un- Maybe I'm talking about her. My- anyway, so, no, I've always thought that. Like, she's just, she's just so anxious, and, like, she just looks like, like a, like, she looks like a bird, and she thinks you're about to steal her seeds. Yep. So, <laughs> yes. like she's going to like reach out and grab it, but she can't and she's afraid to.
2: So, so she's uh, Karen's mother is played by Suzanne Shepard, who you might recognize from uh, She Was in Requiem for a Dream, curious yeah. enough, uh, the modern remake of Lolita, as well as Jacob's uh, Ladder. And oh, big surprise Law and Order and the Sopranos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she was Carmella's mother. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, here's, oh, right. here's a question. Yeah. Um, as we know, Karen and Henry's uh, relationship progresses. Do they ever? Do we ever find out? do the parents ever find out that he's not half Jewish?
2: <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, when they, we find out later on when when he comes home late mm-hmm. and she goes, he's not Jewish, you know? Like, okay, they, you're no, right, you're right, you're no, right, you're no, right. No, 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 yeah. yeah. So he, they do find out because they point,
1: break the glass at the anyway. So,
2: but at, but at All this right. point, at this point, they have to pretend in order to date, and that's a real thing. I mean, like sure. especially especially in that era, you know you know cross you know whatever you know whether it's religion or nationality or you know even now like i, I know you know in my family whatever like you always ask are they italian you know like because you they want your people you know so i don't know that's weird yeah. but yeah. And
1: the cross <laughs> is also still a thing that happens as i understand it on the yeah. island that's long
2: yeah uh jeff is your wife jewish
1: she is not
3: okay no. so you
2: don't you don't you don't have these problems
3: no but she's also not italian no. uh see so, that's, that's an no. issue
2: that's an yeah. issue
1: it's a big issue
2: so, so clearly what I want to know now Are you is going to raise the kids Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, take uh, weekly pasta yeah. and uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> you know,
2: do so what we can. So, so what I want to know though, is where they went on this date, because the next scene we get is not this date.
3: Right. Right. This is a di- they're dressed differently. <laughs> She's, yeah.
2: They dress quite teacherly on this first date. Yeah, yeah. Like, did they just go to the diner? Or where, I would like to know where the true first date they went to. But no. Yeah. But really, we get to the, the the action, and as they arrive at the Copacabana and in, in, in Manhattan.
3: Yeah, this is the
1: minute before the minute. That this is the.
2: This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the shot. Yeah, that I mean,
1: cut the shot on that music. Yeah. Is one of the most perfect things ever. Well,
2: the music is perfect as well too. it, no, it
1: is totally. But they found a song that started with a a staccato guitar strum. So they cut Felma, yeah. Thelma Schumacher again. Schoonmacher? I should really know that. Yeah, uh, greatest editor ever. Like it's just so, just watching it now, it's just so perfect, and that sound is so perfect, and it's it's so crisp, and it just starts everything up as we move. You know, the song is on, yeah. the scene is on, everything is going, and you yeah. are, you know, if you're a fan of this 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 film, you are right there. You're you yeah. know, you're you're ready to move into that. There's other. Musical motifs that they do throughout this movie, but this is really one of those big ones.
2: So, so speaking of the song, uh, this is this is a moment I've been waiting for the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> so, this this song is uh, the song "Then He Kissed Me" by the Crystals. And you might have uh, those movie buffs of the you might recognize this movie. Do you remember another movie that used this song? Uh, just a couple of years before Goodfellas came out. No, it was Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, you yeah. remember in the very beginning when she's getting ready for the date? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's but, right. But yeah, but so it was released in July 1963. I'm sure that's what Scorsese is referencing here. Sure, yeah, of course. His adventures yeah. in Babyland. He's very filmic like that. <laughs> yeah. He likes
1: to make sure that he name checks other great movies in cinema. So <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> so um so yeah so it, it came out in July of 1963 uh, the crystals were a uh, girls vocal group that was formed in New York City in 1961 um the song was written by Phil Spector Ellie Greenwich and Jeff Barry and was produced by Phil Spector who was you know the famous record producer before he became a murderer and <laughs> the, the crystals were one of the girl groups that he that, More of a second career. <laughs> really, yeah. He just, it's, yeah it's, it's in the twilight of his career. What did um, you used to do before you were a murderer? <laughs> oh, I, I, I was actually an enormously <laughs> successful record producer. I pioneered the
1: wall of sound
3: yeah, before exactly. I became a killer. <laughs> no, you know, I just felt like I needed to switch things up. Yeah.
2: There
1: was Phil Spector, who was the wall of sound guy and then a killer. There no. was Pete the Killer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we taught Phil Spector how to be a killer. <laughs> anyway, I, it's hard to talk about this without deviating to the Phil Spector criminal past, but Phil Spector, uh, like Josh mentioned, he, he uh, utilized a production technique called the wall of sound, which is used in the song. And uh, what that basically means is it gives a dense aesthetic for the songs and really made them uh, – they were mono, they were not stereo, and they were ideal to be played in jukeboxes or played very loudly at clubs and things like that. And it's that present feeling, and it goes to that guitar that you mentioned, Jasta Cicado. That like that guitar just fills your ears with that ding- with that riff, you know. And it just it uh, it's amazing. Of the Crystals, even though they were a girl group, this song is sung by Dolores, nicknamed Lala Brooks. She's the only Crystal to actually perform on the song. Uh, she was fifteen when she recorded it, which I think is interesting. And uh, when when they were recording it, Phil Spector told her uh, to get her in the mood. He said, just you know, imagine you're kissing a boy. And she had not kissed a boy yet at that point. And she was oh. offended by the notion that she would kiss a boy. So And, and so it's kind of that's interesting. That, yeah, that's how young she was. Yeah, he flew her out from New York to L.A. to record this at 15. The song reached number six on the charts in the U.S. and number two on the charts in the U.K. And uh, it is ranked number 493 on Rolling Stone's list of top 500 songs ever. Huh. And wow. convers- conversely, it is ranked number 18 on Pitchfork's list of the top 200 songs ever that's 18 18 that is
1: high
3: wow
2: it's pitchfork they're 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 often high so
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know for them i'm gonna go that's impressive
3: yeah yeah Uh, i uh, love this song i think it's uh, it's a charming fun and also kind of hits you in the gut like it it's somebody talking about that beautiful moment you know that we have all experienced that I, I do think it's a great song. I don't know about 18th best song ever, but yeah. it's a uh, it's a great song. Well,
2: I, I'm a, I'm a big big fan of Phil of the the output of Phil Spector and the girl groups of the early 60s, um, not the murder. Um, <laughs> and you know this along with with Darlene Love and the Ronettes and all that sort of stuff. It was just a sound that is just was so amazing. And you're right. I mean this. Illustrates what is going on. It's the innocence of this date and this, you know, kind of uh, this couple falling in love. And it carries this. I think, you know, we're, we're going to, I assume in the next three minutes, we're going to talk about the steady cam shot and how important it is. But I think it's, it's, without the music, it's, it's way less impactful.
1: Agreed. 100%. Yeah.
3: I also
2: love the drums on it. Oh, the drums are amazing. The the drum, drums. I mean,
1: Phil, Phil Spector drums in general are, yeah, they're yeah. great. I mean, what. As bad as Phil Spector's murdering is, his drums right. are that good. Right. If that So you're saying drums are the anti murder. I mean, in a way. I'm just saying yeah. like if you're gonna have a scale of things, you know, like how bad something is, like it's equal on how good that thing is in a completely unrelated category.
3: <laughs> From one to cold blooded murder. These drums are a cold
1: blooded murder. Oh, they're they're a stone cold hoot on it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they totally are. So
2: I have a question here. Yes. Are we done with the song? Wait. Yeah, wait, we're done okay, with the song. Okay, and the song will carry us through.
1: Now, has Karen never heard of a valet? Because <laughs> I valet. know that she belongs to a country club, and she's completely bumfuzzled. <laughs> are you just going to leave your car
2: there? No, but that's what? the thing. It's not. A, but it's not a valet. It's just a dude across the street who he's paying twenty bucks to watch his car. It's
1: Henry. Yeah. Or it's like it's what Henry did when he was younger. Yeah. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Exactly. Another good example. My God, yeah. you really are Italian. <laughs> uh,
3: my- you know, I'm a I'm I'm also an actor uh, when I get the chance, and so uh, whenever I see this scene, I can't help but think about the numerous uh, extras and people that are all outside the building. Yep. And they start the take, and they go inside the building, and then all those people just have to wait for. <laughs> they, they did a milling, some milling about, and then the whole production team goes inside the building, and they just for an indeterminate indeterminate number of uh, number of minutes. They're just all right, we we walked a, a little bit outside, but now we're no longer in the shot, and the shot is all indoors now. Uh, I don't know. It am I like am I picking up
2: on a little bit of actor frustration there, Jeff? Is that a well little...
3: <laughs> always? Always. I, uh, <laughs> I,
1: I have notes. I have some notes on this for for tomorrow and the same sort yeah. of thing. And I guess we we can get into it a little more. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And then those people all have to wait there until yeah. like if somebody inside screws up and they have to like they've all they're there all day
3: or all night. Yeah, like, actually. L- literally, the guy who drives the car. Across the street, right before they cross the street, that dude like circles around and gets in position to do another take. And then all he had to do was drive the car a little bit down the street, and then he just waits for like fifteen minutes until he hears, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take it again."
1: But he circles around. If that you know. guy or any of those people screw up,
2: everybody has to do it again. Yeah, And that's what don't be that guy. About the you thing. don't want
3: to be the screw up
2: guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, not at all. I think we, I think before we go deep into it, we probably should mention that uh, that the steady operator was a guy by the name of Larry McConkey. And so, as we follow uh, Henry and uh, and Karen, there's a guy running the steady cam for this the next two minutes. And since then, McConkey has been a uh, celebrated uh, I was gonna uh, say, I, yeah. I think this made McConkey absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Made yeah. McConkey. Wait, you're the, you shot the copa, yeah, you're hired. Yep.
1: Yep, exactly. I mean, if this I'm is McConkie. I'm leading with that every time. Right. Yeah. This,
2: is, this is this is a business card that that opens doors. Yeah, I would say yep. so. Like the yep. door. I wish,
1: <laughs> I wish these single
3: takes had become McConkies. I wish we we started calling them McConkies. That would have been great.
1: Would yeah. that? Would that uh, fandom was that specific in its uh, in its reverence of something? But you could. Yeah. Everybody, you know, whenever whenever you copy this, people say it's they're doing Scorsese when 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 yeah. you know, John Favreau yeah. did it in Swingers or whenever, but. He's McConkie.
2: It's McConkie. Yeah.
3: The last season of the Daily Show had a great
2: McConkie. That was a, that was a homage to this, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was a full McConkie. Yeah. Full, the full (laughs) McConkie. Yeah. So Henry hands the $20 to the guy to watch his car and thus starts the most legendary shot of the movie. Yep. As they cross the street to the Copacabana. So tomorrow we're going to talk more about the Copacabana as a location. But I will mention that today where the Copacabana is, when Henry and Karen walk down into the door, like down below the st- sidewalk, that door and that staircase is no longer there. Yeah, don't blame them. Yeah, I know that the door
1: in this movie <laughs> yeah. uh, is all dented and gnarled like the Hulk yeah. tried to punch his way in. <laughs> At that's the very end, right? Yeah. yeah, but I love it because it actually looks like that means like that's a working service entrance. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, the one thing as we get into the scene, like, it, it's, a, it's a real place. Uh, we're going to see more of that, but that's sort of that first hint of it that's really cool. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but we, we just get a little taste of it as they cross the street and just yeah. uh, and glide to the, to the club. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. It seems uh,
3: like a pretty happening place, man. The Copacabana back in the, th- that day. Oh, it, it will really happen in
2: spot. Well, if you if you come back tomorrow, uh, you'll hear uh, more about the Copacabana. Jeff As a little tease, as we call in the business. Uh, tell you all about it. <laughs> but, uh, but so but so until then, any other any other notes on this minute? Josh, that's all, that's all Jeff, I have. Yeah. Good? Cool. Excellent. So just to briefly touch upon the fuck count, there were zero fucks in this uh, minute. So oh, but uh, many given. <laughs> yeah, that's many. many I, I mean, given.
1: if you look at that set, it's numerous. <laughs> Many. Yeah. Everybody's giving a fucking answer. I mean, McConkie alone was McConkie. <laughs> that guy. He yeah. was giving he was
2: giving full specter drum like number of anyway. <laughs> all right. So that wraps up minute 32. So tune in tomorrow for minute 33. And Jeff has already committed to coming, which is fantastic. Very uh, excited. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellows and on Instagram, Facebook at Goodfellows Minute, and you can find all the episodes at GoodfellowsMinute.com. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you on Twitter?
3: Oh, it's easy to find me. I'm at Jeff Kanata, and that is spelled with two N's and one T.
2: Very simple. Awesome. So if you enjoy the show, please go to patreon.com slash gfm and we thank all of our supporters who have come on board and we appreciate it. And if you don't don't want to do a recurring payment, you can go to goodfellowsminute.com slash support where you can also shop via Amazon and help us out in the process. If you have any questions, you can email us at, at goodfellowsminute.com. We love hearing from people. We've got a ton of emails. It's awesome to get it. It makes our day. So that's it for today and we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Ron. I'm Josh. And I'm Jeff. There he is. There's the guy. Or
0: will I go?
3: Rags to return my
0: fate is up.